We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. Get your liking of the episode out of the way right now. Tell us your favorite moment from the Pat Mayo Experience in 2020, because this, friends, is a very custy Christmas. Cuss Corner Triple X. It's about to get blue. Cuss Corner 30, let's go! Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States. But it's Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. Cuss Corner. <laughs> that's not what people are calling it. Now I heard that's exactly what people are calling it. No, but I will say the best moment of 2020 that people don't remember was the day that Jeff taught me how to go back on Twitter and find my old tweets. But you still don't really know how to do that. I can find them now in a way that I couldn't before. I learned the search algorithm. Oh, boy. Garyan is here for the first time in ages. What's, up? Yeah. What's going on? You're at home, but you know, you're here. Yep. Yeah, I am at home. Had to, had to get a Christmassy set going, so I, I found a stocking. I, that was my contribution to the show. But yeah. I'm here. I'm excited. I feel like I've been watching you guys all year, just saving, saving all my cussed debates. So th- this should go really well. Well, you are the mainstay on the Christmas Day episode. I think this is the fourth year in a row we've done a cussed corner on Christmas. That sounds right. Um, did we ever do just an audio version? I don't, Probably. I don't think so. I don't think we, we always did cussed corner as a video version. Right. That makes sense. I just don't own the rights to some of that video. <laughs> yes. But I own the audio, so that's why you see like a photo board that's up with it. All right, Tim, you teased throughout the course of the past few weeks that you have a story that you've been saving involving you and your grandmother and customer service. So I want to hear the story. Okay. So first, Merry Christmas, everybody. Whoa. Uh, unless you're it, listening it, to this it, and like it's happy holidays. Oh. 
unless you're listening. Well, this is coming out on Christmas Day. So even on Christmas Day, we can say that. But if you're listening to this any other day, season's greetings, or if it's June, well, then thanks for having nothing to do at 3 a.m. and uh, YouTubing random Pat Mayo experience movies, uh, videos on the YouTube. Anyway, uh, that was terrible. Here's what uh, happened to me. So my grandmother is getting older. She's cooking Christmas dinner for us, but she needs some help with some of the heavier stuff for groceries. So she needed someone to go with her to the grocery store. So I went with her to get like potatoes and heavier stuff, but she needs some other stuff for the week too. So I was walking around with her and now she and I have a very strong disagreement on the best type of hot dogs. I think the best ones are from Costco, which are the foot long ones, but she will only eat Schneider's foot long because they're like not mechanically deboned and she insists upon this. So we go to the, the section where there's hot dogs and she finds some on top. Well, the hot dogs are expired. Well, she has, a, she, she's very upset. We root through to find ones that aren't expired, but then she may, tells me we have to track down a store clerk. We've got to tell them they're selling expired hot dogs. So we find some clerk in one of the aisles. I'm like, I don't know if we need to do this, Grammy. Oh, yes, we do. And she said to the guy, I'm 17, 18, 19 year old kid, you know, you're selling expired Schneider's hot dogs and you shouldn't be doing that. And the guy's like, okay, thank you. And then went back to like stocking whatever shelf. And she's like, just wanted to let you know you're selling poison as we were walking away. And I thought, oh, my goodness, this, this is just a prelude. I thought, oh, this is this. That, that's wild. And then we get to the time to check out. I'm going to the cashier. The person in front of us had something dusty or whatever on the belt. Maybe it was a sack of potatoes as well. Anyway, the, the belt was dusty a little bit. And my grandmother looked you know, at the belt and she said, it needs to be cleaned. And the cashier said, no, I've just cleaned it. It's fine. So out of her purse comes some Lysol wipes. And she starts wiping down the belt with her own Lysol wipes to the point where the clerk feels bad, like the, the, the cashier. So she starts the belt and she sprays it a couple of times and then starts to dry it off with a paper towel. Well, as far as my grandmother's concerned, the belt is now soaked and unfit for her groceries. There's a little tiny dry spot on one spot of the belt. So she made me wait every time for the belt to come around to put down a bag of sugar. Then the bag of flour, then the potatoes, then the hot dogs. And so it took four, five, six minutes to cash out because she just stood there and stared and made sure that I didn't put anything that wasn't on this one little dry spot uh, before we cashed out. That was my story. And walking out, I went, there's no way I'm this bad. I've been criticized many times (laughs) for my behavior. This is, I'm not this bad. Uh, maybe I'll get that bad, but like th- this to me seemed like very unusual behavior. And since every time I go to the grocery store and something crazy happens to me, like they won't escort me somewhere, or I get into a discussion about why they say they have ripe avocados when the avocados are rock hard, seems like people want to hear about my fights and discussions at the store. And so I thought when this happened, this would be a good story for, for the show. At least we know now that you come by it honestly. So I can't imagine that in your early 30s, you act the way that you do in grocery stores at the moment. How bad are you going to be at age 45? At age 50? Like, you're going to surpass... Gary, how long is it going to take for Tim to surpass his grandma in customer experience? Um, Probably not that long. I I feel like that's sort of the thing that would normally kick in around, like, age 50, age 55. So if Tim's already at this expediated pace, uh, we're probably going to pass grandma pretty soon. But yeah, that that was the main takeaway, I think. Uh, Just that you now had to live through an experience. Like, you saw yourself through our eyes. No, no, this was not a living mirror. 
Oh yeah. This is also how I should say in, in sort of the we we've really focused on the that Tim has clearly inherited his grocery store. Uh, I don't want to call them skills, but persona, I guess, from his from his grandma. Uh, it's been inherited down through the family. I feel like grandma also too rich. Where's she getting these uh, pocket Lysol wipes? I haven't seen a Lysol wipe in a store in like a year. Oh, she, like me, is a clean freak and has had Lysol wipes all throughout the basement for years. She stocks tons of them because like me, she's a germaphobe. And so we, and I have the same way. I have all kinds of wipes and stuff in my car and in my house, just because, you know, you never know when you're going to need a Lysol wipe. So you're preparing for the apocalypse, like those crazy people in Montana, except for you don't have canned goods. You don't have guns. You don't have ammunition. You just have a bunch of Lysol wipes to make sure that everything's real clean after the nukes drop. Well, I think whatever. He's got I think cans of planters, peanuts. He's got a couple cans yes. of Coke. Uh, he's got, you know, the, the bag of master's chips that he's not going to eat. Well, really, should I eat those, Gary? And really, is that what you would do with those chips? Would you eat them? I if sent- I had two bags, I probably would. Yeah. yeah, I sent them. I sent you specifically two bags, so you can. I figured you would want to keep one of them. You can eat the other ones. I thought it would be generous to let someone else have the other bag. That they're also, gonna, they're Tim, eat them. out of curiosity, just because this is something that happened to me, I don't want to seem like I'm too crazy, but I will say. <laughs> My dad, when I was very young, gave me a couple of the Toronto Blue Jays World Series collector tall boy cans of Coke, which were unopened. And I had them sitting on a bookshelf for, I don't know, probably the first 10 years. That's a gold mine. And then you got real thirsty. No, 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 no. But the Coke just degraded the can. And I remember one day I tried to pick them up and they were stuck to the dresser because the Coke had seeped through the bottom and was now stuck there like basically rock. Uh, wow. So I'm surprised this hasn't happened to you in the past. No, no. My cans, of course, my grandmother, when she got them, put them in a Ziploc bag to give them to me so that they would be protected from like the outside so that we'd have them. And she wrote the date on everything on them. She's can be persnickety like like I am about that kind of stuff, like likes to date things when they give them or put them away so that people have them and know when they got them. Uh, so it's been in this bag, but it's never eroded. I have to say it, it's, it, it's in, you know. It's not a trading card, but like if you talk about mint condition, like that's what I've got here. I don't know. Has it been professionally graded? How are we to take your word on this? <laughs> well, this is what I mean. I don't know how we could professionally grade it, but it's a gold mine. I'm shy. I mean, I don't know if you think that they're everything that you say is a gold mine is absolutely worthless. You're still holding on to Batman Forever cups from McDonald's from the early nineties. One day those are gonna be real valuable. To who? Collectors. People. <laughs> the Tommy Lee Jones estate. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure i'm sure old two-face has got a bunch of those <laughs> you gotta remember it that's it's that's a performance of a lifetime all right tim do you have any actual topics for us to talk about sure i have all kinds of topics i wrote them down on my phone here hold on you wrote no, them down in, whoa, you wrote them down in your phone i wrote them on my phone see that my name is jimmy stort and at christmas time when i'm not sending my drunk uncle to the bank to ruin people's fortunes I write down things that are important. I wrote it on my phone on the notepad function. Why, do that sometimes. Why is your Jimmy Stewart impression just a really excited version of you? That's how Jimmy Stewart talks, like no. this. You see? No, no. I was going to say it's a less excited version of his Christopher Walken. Yeah, there's just different. All Tim's impressions are just different octaves of his his excitement. Like, how excited is Tim right now? I don't know if I can do a good Jimmy Stewart, but I feel like there's more of a, a drawl out to it. It's like no. Money's not in your house. It's in Fred's house. In Jim's house. Something like that. 
He sounds more desperate. You don't sound desperate. I, I think I sound pretty desperate. That's better. The savings and loans is going to go under. Yeah, I feel like what happens with your impressions is you really work on the first line, and you and it's that's down pretty pat. But then you try to keep going, and it just dissolves from that point on. Well, that's sweet of you to say. Well, actually, uh, here's a topic for you. All right, Gary oh, and brought okay. this. To, Gary and brought this to my attention. Gary, do you want do you want to lay it on him? Yeah, sure. I, I'm not sure if Tim has this written down or not, but I, I, I think you might have brought this up on Twitter simply to provoke people and, and maybe even get it included in this episode. Uh, you tried the double zag uh, on the usual holiday debate of is Die Hard a Christmas movie? You've taken the approach that it does not matter because Die Hard is just a bad movie? Yeah, I think that's pretty incontrovertible. It's a trash movie. This the is a movie whole, that this is basically redefined take. the genre is bad. No, like it's the worst of all the Die Hard movies. Oh my god! Like, die, Live Free and Die Hard is significantly better than the original Die Hard. Die Hard with a Vengeance much better than the original Die Hard. Die Hard Two much better than the original. The original Die Hard is set in some phony uh, tower in Los Angeles with uh, Alan Rickman doing a terrible German accent. Oh. Uh, you know, falling off. And I'm supposed to be like somehow like emotionally moved by any of the storylines. A wife that we find in, by movie three, he's already not even with anymore. And so it was sort of like, why did we even care in the end? Uh, no. Also, that movie came out in July, if memory serves. So like that vitiates the whole, oh, it's a Christmas movie. Well, okay. Well, it came out in July, like all Christmas movies do, right? And uh, it's, it's just a bad movie. It's tiring. It's not original. The only thing, the good thing that can be said of it is that it inspired good movies afterwards. So wait, your 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 thought process is Die Hard is not an original movie, but no, the plot you like the original. you like the retreads that came after it, which also just through sheer logic would then not be original movies. I liked the storylines in the second one, the military colonel uh you know set up in the church trying to like take over washington dc's airport to hijack the plane that was a neat concept just like uh, dennis franz well that he's a great foil in that that movie that that's a he's a, that's a great turn for him that might be the pre-nypd blue days i think that might be just before that and then you've got three with jeremy irons. jackson and jeremy irons that movie is leaps and bounds better than the first movie and I don't know. I saw Live Free and Die Hard the day it opened at the theaters, and I loved it. So I came out of there like spellbound. So I, I'm sorry. I, I don't think Die Hard is a Christmas movie, but I think the more important thing is, is it a good movie? I don't think so. I think that people are crazy about it uh, to think that it's good. Like, it's not a classic. It's just, eh. Die Hard is absolutely a classic and is by far the eh. best of the Die Hard series. And it very much is a Christmas movie. And it just strikes me as I didn't realize you just had the hots for Justin Long. Justin Long. Isn't he the guy? That's a good the, movie. Isn't he the guy That's in the fourth a good one? Movie. Yes, it's a good movie. It's not a good movie. It's a very bad I couldn't remember. Movie. It's actually a very bad movie. Yeah. Oh, I don't agree. Yeah, well, I look, I'll I'll hear the argument, I guess, that three is a more like fun movie. I, oh, I think three is really, really good. I, I think it's way better than two. Um, but Die Hard is the best Die Hard movie. Uh, and it's also a great movie. Oh yeah, just amazing. Yeah, so 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 captivated by him in that tower. Oh, I wonder what's going to happen next. Welcome to the party, pal. I, I don't care. Is it hard to go through life with takes this bad? 
Like, is it a, str- I don't is it know. a struggle for you? Like, pe- do people look down on you because of it? I, I listen. I must be at perfect liberty to express my views as I see them, and I think it's a bad movie. I think pe- I think people like the thought of liking that movie more than they actually like that movie. I I just think somehow if you found like the six other people on the planet who don't like Die Hard, and you asked those six people, are there any redeeming qualities of this movie? You know, anything that you can take away from it that you really enjoyed? All six would vehemently say, Alan Rickman was fantastic in that movie. He is one of the greatest movie villains I have ever seen. But you've tripled down on this take by not only do you dislike Die Hard, but you dislike it because of Alan Rickman? I did Not because of, he's a part of why that movie is not as great as people think it is. He wasn't nominated for an Academy Award for that movie. It's not like he was like one of the greatest, uh, you know, supporting roles in movie history, the way you're, you're, you're intimating. I mean, I think in terms of, like I said, an action movie villain, which I think you could run through the, uh, the Academy Award nominated <laughs> version of that character uh, pretty quickly. Um, it's zero. So I'm, I'm going to say that he's, he's pretty much at the top there. I don't know. I, I like you movies. Consider Heath Ledger's Joker like that level of like, is that what you're expecting from Alan Rickman here? I guess I like movies when I say they're really good Christmas movies, that they're more of the sort of movies that are theater or a motion picture, not some lame attempt at trying to be a big blockbuster shoot 'em up uh, that just doesn't do it for me. That tries too hard, I think. And I did. Sorry, I, I don't like the film. And I think I have pretty good taste in movies. So when oh. I say it, uh, you know, you should listen. What were your th- top three Christmas movies? I know, I know we've litigated this before, but now I can't remember I, what they are. I'd have to go back and look in my list. No, just it's off, the top, off the It's Wonderful Life. I, it's. I, I love I, that. Movie. I can't watch it. It's so boring. It's because it's old, and you don't like old movies. That's absolutely like not. And you don't like long, long movies. Man. That is absolutely not true. It's just a bad oh. movie. Oh, you like a lot of movies from the '30s, do you? You, you, you like those? Well, there's not movies? a lot of good movies from the '30s, for one thing. So that's tough. I even think The Bishop's Wife, which is a Christmas movie from the 30s, is pretty good. Better, uh, better than Die Hard? Yeah, but that's not saying much. <laughs> can, I, can I guess the rest of your list before you reveal it? It changes all the time. Like Elf right now is on that list for me, and it didn't used to be. I'm actually, I'm, su- I'm surprised by that. I was going to say, like, it's going to be Miracle on 34th Street or yeah. some other Christmas movie that came out before 1950. Yeah, just some basically unwatchable piece of trash. Everyone knows that the three best Christmas movies in no particular order are Eyes Wide Shut, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and Die Hard. Those are the three. It's easy. Yeah, I think It's a Wonderful Life and probably the original Miracle on 34th Street. You would watch these movies over Elf. Eyes Wide Shut? Yeah, Christmas, every Christmas, yes, Why? I would. You, you need to spice up although your fucking Christmas, Although bad, bad Santa's close to. Bad Santa's a very number four on that list, for sure. Bad Santa 2 is not, though. No, and Christmas no. Christmas vacation. I stood in line to see Bad Santa 2 opening night. Well, this should tell you about your taste in movies, that you thought that Bad Santa 2 was going to be good. There were like 12 of us in the movie theater. <laughs> uh, it was a matinee. <laughs> so why did you stand in line? Because I got there early thinking there'd be a line. Oh, and then I got, got there and I'm like, well, what am I going to do now? Like, I'm at the theater, so I might as well wait. All right. So oh. let's hear one of your topics. Uh, I'm curious now. Oh. Okay. So I have a list of tips. Uh, first is a practical tip. If you're somebody who receives Christmas cards, 
make note of the people who sent them to you and send them one next year. It's a really nice habit to get into. Uh, it's one that's fallen by the wayside because a lot of these shiftless millennials don't even know how to use a letter or stamp, let alone know how to you know write their name in a, in a card, perhaps. But they should. And it's a good, nice, wholesome Christmas or holiday tradition to get into. If you didn't send someone a card this year and they sent one to you, just keep the envelope and the, and the address. Write it in your address book or however you keep addresses in the 21st century. I have a book, but you may keep it on your phone or your iPad or your fire stick or whatever and have the, the whatever it is listed there so that the next year when it comes early December, you can write cards. I uh, think that's a really nice tradition. You should do that. So, Garion, uh, Tim, did you get a Christmas card from Tim Garion? I did not. I did. Uh, my wife is in charge of sending out Christmas cards because I just don't give a fuck. I told them not to send them to anyone that I know because I don't want to be made fun of by everyone because what do they care? Uh, so she can send them to her family. She can send them to my family if she wants and her friends. Uh, but I got the Christmas card from Tim. And like he said, it's dated at the top. My wife's first reaction to all of this was, that's what my grandma used to do. Like that's, what are you, from 1920? Yeah, well, Tim assumes you're going to keep it and like catalog it in some sort of, uh, you know, scrapbook some sort of Christmas scrapbook. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not keeping fucking Christmas cards. They're going in the trash. No. I'm, I'm happy to get um, it. I appreciate it. It was very nice, Tim. I'm not holding on to this. Well, was, I like to hold on to some cards. Yeah, because you're a fucking, a, you're a hoarder. We've been over this a million no, times. No, I'm not a hoarder. It doesn't take up any space. It's just one drawer. And uh, so, it, so it takes yeah, up so a I, drawer. How many cards do you think are in that drawer right now? Untold dozens. I couldn't begin to guess. So how, how do they have any meaning to you if you don't even know how many are in there? Every year when I like add some cards at a Christmas or a birthday, I'll take them out and look at some old ones and go, oh, look, I don't know. That's just there's, there's something sentimental, particularly if a relative has passed away. I can't possibly throw that card out. I just you think didn't... you have more cards in that drawer than <laughs> Jeff has Herbert rookie cards. <laughs> three weeks ago i might have said yes now i would say absolutely not and i don't think you should feel bad about throwing out a card from a deceased relative they've already thrown their body out so you don't even need to use the christmas card anymore you have memories no. tim that's where people live in your memories. i know but i'm sentimental like do you have a bad anyway, memory is that what you're saying no but i'm said yeah i'm like teddy from memento uh, no, Teddy had do, a you bad look, memory. do you like Let, look back on these cards though? Hold on, hold, hold on. Leonard had a bad memory in Memento. Yes, you're right. It was Teddy Leonard, was the Teddy. one whose lies you could not believe. But you're correct. I do look back at those cards on occasion. Like I said, when I add new ones, like this Christmas, this January, when I put my Christmas cards away, I'll probably like rifle through to the middle or bottom of the pile and just take a look at some of the old. I don't know. They mean something to me. And I bet you I'm not the only one for whom they mean something. And so even if it only matters to one out of every 15 people you send a card to, if you've made the world a little bit kinder and nicer through your actions and what's a stamp, 65 cents, then uh, hey, it's worth it. I mean, I'll, I'll, validate, so I'll, I'll validate this for you. One, to, to kind of steer into your narrative, I do not know how to use stamps. What do you mean you uh, don't? Wait, hold on. What do you mean you they, don't know how to use stamps? Because he's a millennial. I, I don't. I like if you, if you said I had to send like, a letter somewhere, I wouldn't know how many stamps to put on it. You just, you I, just I, need <laughs> the one. But Garion's not a millennial. You're a millennial. Garion's like Gen no. Z or something. No, 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 no he's not. A millennial, I think. He's, but Tim, Tim is a millennial. We should really nail that down. 
Like Garion would like, I don't know, can't write his name anymore because he types everything all the time. Yeah, why? Okay, what was the illiteracy thing there? That was kind of weird. Not illiteracy, just millennials type everything these days. So I don't know if they even know how to write things longhand anymore. I have very nice printing. I've I've been told many times I I print like a girl, which I think is is that's that's a big compliment when it comes to printing i mean it's probably just because when you dot your eyes you use a heart and that's probably why yeah people say well that. i a smiley face i appreciate them but tim wrote his christmas card to me in cursive and it took me and my wife like five <laughs> minutes to decipher what it said it said merry christmas and happy new year yeah it was tough it was to like some out. sort of it's like when i wrote again it's like when i get letters from my grandma it's, it's in, like old person cursive it's like how the fuck can anyone read this it's like a doctor wrote it I, I well, received... in my mic, in your case, a doctor did write it. Oh, are, that's are, are you that kind of doctor? You write a lot doctor of doctor of cuss. Yeah, doc, doctor of terrible takes. Are are you writing a lot of prescriptions? No, I I'm, I wonder if millennial doctors these days even write on uh, pads because again they don't write anymore. Millennials don't write; they just type everything. That's why I say I don't know if they even know how to write. You see, like bad penmanship because like they, they type everything in the world is, is typewritten these days. Well, how could you? I mean, of the three of us here, on. you're the only person who might have illegible handwriting. So I, I would watch these takes. And if you say that millennials don't write anything, where are you seeing their poor penmanship? Well, when I used to teach, mm-hmm. uh, you would see that in the booklets because I would require my exams to be written by hand. Uh, so you would see that. But just in general, like you just know that these guys or girls don't don't write anymore like and so it's all lost art and so christmas cards are like a nice little way to blow the dust off that and re- renew something you know you see on the news every year these warm stories about like soldiers who were in war who wrote a christmas letter back to their sweetheart or their family or something it's like what are we going to be talking about 80 years from now how some kid playing Fortnite put down his controller so that he could type an e-card out to a friend and sent that through the internet like i don't know that doesn't seem to me to have the same type of romanticism, but maybe well, I feel like you're that. just romanticizing war. That's that's different than no. romanticizing Christmas and writing. No, no, just the letter is the medium through which. So anyway, I get. I, look, I'll, I'll. I received a. I think I've, I. I re- aside from like my grandparents, I received one Christmas card so far this year. It was from my friend who I've known since elementary school. She is the exact same age as I am. She's a millennial. And when I texted her to thank her for sending me a Christmas card, which I know, Tim, you will hate, she. Okay, that wasn't me then. I think that's story... a card. I, hold on. I think your story was your froze. too hot for TV there, Gary. You, you, yeah, froze you froze on us. Okay, I think I'm back. On the word she. <laughs> yeah, she. you said. Um, no, but she even pointed out in her text, text message back to me that. Like, yeah, I know it's weird that I send Christmas cards, but I like it. So I did. You're welcome. Like, I don't know, man. No one does it. And the people who do it feel real self-conscious about it. Maybe, but I think it's a good habit to get into. And if not a lot of people, you know, are doing it, then all the more reason to do it. Do you, how can I put this? Is it hard for you to live in contemporary society since everything you like was well out of fashion 30 years before you were born? No, I mean, I don't think this. I don't actually don't think this is out of fashion, and there are some things that are traditions that I think are nice and wholesome, and they don't hurt anybody, and they're kind. So, why not express a little kindness in the world? I mean, I can just send a text. That's what I do. Merry Christmas. You could. That's what. It's not not a could. It's what I do. Yeah, and but there is something to be said, and that that's a nice gesture too. So you're saying that you, you. 
Because you waste time doing this stuff. Your yours is more meaningful than mine. Didn't say that. It's That's meaningful what, it's what to it sounds me. Like, it's what it sounds like you're getting on the it's path. It's how so I like to express myself. So this is a very it's selfish thing I, that you're doing. Yeah, yeah, very selfish. I find it's my way to express my Christmas greetings. It works for me. It's cheap. It's not expensive to buy a box of cards or some stamps. It's nice. It's it's fun to like straight to like get the ruler out so that you make sure the address is written nice and neat on the envelope and stuff like that. Uh, that's the way I was raised. Like if it's if it's slanty, then uh, then throw it out and restart. And so I I don't know. Maybe it's just a little bit like I'm a, I'm a little bit obsessed with these sorts of things, but I think it's nice and fun. And uh, it's something I would advise you to do. So that's one of my tips. All right. What's tip number two? Eggnog everything. Ugh. Everything. If you're not allergic or and you, and you can drink it, if you're someone who puts co- milk in your coffee, eggnog up that coffee. In fact, if you drink it black, like I do, eggnog it up anyway. Eggnog, you're making pancakes that calls for milk in the batter? Eggnog. You're making waffles that call for milk? Eggnog. You're making French toast? Eggnog. Anything you're doing, if you're having a, you know, a cocktail, get that gin or brandy and mix that with with your eggnog eggnog everything like you know it's funny homer said we only get 30 sweet noggy days before the government takes it away from us but i kind of feel that way like you don't get long with eggnog where you people don't like look at you strange like i've wanted to buy eggnog in the grocery store before like september when i've seen it and like thought the cashier is going to judge me so badly if i like buy eggnog this time of year that i'm not going to do it so like it's acceptable to buy it go buy it eggnog everything up it's it's one of the true great flavors of Christmas, and you'll miss it when it's gone. We have a comment from the gallery on this one, Paul. Yes, you said it on the on the uh, the the picks show this week as well. Why why are you mixing gin with eggnog? I don't think that's a very common practice. Gin, which is like a juniper piney flavor, which is like Christmas distilled. <laughs> you add that to the eggnog, it is just mwah, perfect. I recommend it after brandy. It's the best. It's so it's second best after brandy. I strongly recommend it. I usually use spiced rum. That seems like the move. That's fine. That's fine. I guess like that's that's traditional. Nothing wrong with it. I wouldn't turn up my nose at it. But like, I feel like you would turn up your nose. I'm not a huge rum person. Is 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 the thing. Rum is already really sweet, and like eggnog is sweet. So I don't need to add double sweetness. I'd rather go with something a little bit, uh, a little different. That's me. You know, I'm just saying this is what I think works for me. And I think I have pretty good food take. So if I say it, you, you should follow it. You you like peeps on pizza, but you're concerned about this being too sweet. Well, I don't know how one factors in on the other. Pizza's not sweet enough itself. You're adding sweetness to something that isn't sweet. Yeah, but you always have pineapple on it too. I have never had peeps and pine. Listen, I think I'm right about this. Eggnog everything up. Spare no eggnog expense. It's the same as gravy with your turkey dinner. Slather that everywhere. Take it full advantage. You know, take that gravy boat and pour as much as you want on there. And don't be afraid to go back for more gravy when, when, when halfway through the meal. Uh, you know, indulge in, in these sorts of things because you don't get them all the time. And Christmas is a time for celebrating. And so do so. 
So, Garion, uh, I am notoriously with one of my worst takes, at least according to people. I don't believe it to be true, but I know it's a very unpopular stance, is that I'm not a big gravy person. Don't really enjoy it all that much. Makes me feel like shit. I feel the same way about eggnog. I usually have, like, a half glass of eggnog a year, and, like, someone gives me a full glass, I take, like, three sips, and I'm like, I, I can't fucking stand this. I'd rather just drink something good. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like gravy. I don't think anyone that ever met me would be all that surprised by that statement no that, I, is, that, I that, not... that is a like 99 to yeah i wouldn't say 99 to one it's like a 99.9 to 001 uh take on yeah. my part this yeah. is this is one of uh one of tim's few takes where he is actually on the side he thinks he's on um but eggnog i i've never been a fan um i'm not a hundred percent sure if it's just because like I, I don't know how tim you started or when you started loving eggnog um but I feel like as a child, when, when it was given to me, it wasn't all that good. I, I didn't enjoy it. And obviously it didn't have any alcohol in it. And, and maybe that's when people start loving eggnog again is when you can make it into drinks. But, but I, I just didn't like it. So I've never even tried to mix with it. Um, Honestly, I like it even without the booze. Uh, I'm not a big alcohol drinker to begin with. So just on its own, it's fine. I've loved it since I was little. I always have. My grandmother loved it. My mom and dad loved it. I loved it. Uh, yeah. I mean, some eggnog... like. I have tried all the variants too, like the vanilla eggnog that they have and the this and that and the other. But why is it I, fine with nog, but not fine with Coke? I don't think it's as good. I don't buy it because I don't like it. I tried it. I said, okay, well, we'll see. Uh, and I said it, it, it does not taste as good as the original regular eggnog. I find the diet eggnog too just doesn't, doesn't do the trick or light or however they call it. I, I will say that there is a, because if you're going to have eggnog, eggnog is horrible for you. So if you're going oh, sure. to go for it, I don't think that you should be doing the light or the diet. Like, if this is a specialty thing, you might as well go all in if you're going to do it. You only get it at Christmas. It's not like you have it, like, four times a year. It's it's a once-a-year sort of thing. Well, you were just talking about having it for all 30 days of December. Take advantage of it throughout the whole Christmas week or whatever, between, like, Christmas and New Year's. Someone offers you eggnog, say, yes, I'll have that for sure. Thank you kindly. Do you Just out of curiosity, how often do you make, like, a full <laughs> pancake, waffle, or French toast breakfast? Not not often, but like I will attempt to make French toast this week at some point and definitely will use eggnog instead of milk in the batter. Now, when you say attempt to make French toast, French toast is exceptionally easy to make. Is this like it might not turn out well for you? I'll probably end up burning it because I'm not I cook it so infrequently that I never know when is golden enough. Although I don't mind it being kind of overly cooked, to be frank. But now, anyway, the only people who like stuff being overly cooked are people who are really bad at cooking. And I've told you this many times, whether it's barbecuing or whether it's anything on a pan and you're using your oven or even putting actually you're not allowed to use the oven. I think that's is that still the case? Are you still allowed to use the oven? I'm allowed to use the oven. What are you talking about? You said you were afraid to turn it on. No, I'm not afraid to turn the oven on. Are you sure? Because I feel like we have a clip of that somewhere. I got to go find it now. The barbecue I don't like turning on. That mm. makes me anxious. That, that, that's right. But you cook everything at maximum temperature. That's why it always burns. You have no the higher the heat, the better the flavor. That's what Gordon Ramsay says on those YouTube uh, videos. Uh, 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 no. <laughs> no color, no flavor. Well, how do you get the color? High heat. God damn searing things and cooking things so they get cooked through are two totally, totally separate endeavors here, Tim. 
Yeah, I get it, but like I find if it, the heat is high, I don't have to cook it as long because it gets cooked. Yeah, but you don't you you have no margin for error with it. It was like we went to the day like after Christmas, and we all went to your place to cook bacon and cook everything. We let me and Geoff do most of the cooking on this, not Feinberg, our other friend Geoff. Uh, and you were like to asking about the bacon, how it was cooked. You wanted to turn it to like nine on the heat and just chuck it in for two minutes so it was black. No well, I one- thought that's the way that's, that's the way I always did it. Maybe if you put it to like, I don't know, four and you let it cook for like 10 minutes, you'd actually get like a fully cooked piece of bacon that doesn't just crumble in your mouth the moment you put it in. You can actually pick it up and it is a slab of bacon. But as you know, I like mine to be pretty crispy. Now, do you? you, It sounds like it's crispy on the outside and then raw in the middle. That's why Tim can't have thick bacon. Yeah. It just reminded me of like, I I hosted a Super Bowl party like six, seven years ago, and I thought I'd make like deep fried chicken wings myself. Like, and I didn't have a deep fryer. So I was like, oh, I'll just, you know, fill oil in a pan, blah, blah, blah. And I, well, nothing burned down, which is definitely for the best, but I had no concept of like how hot the oil should be. So I had like 500 degree oil. I dropped the chicken wings in and within 15 seconds, they're already blackening on the outside. And it's like, oh, I guess they're done. <laughs> Even though the chicken had been cooked in the inside for like 15 seconds. Um, I feel like that's how Tim cooks everything. Pretty much. Not everything. Trial and error, but mostly error. But I, you know, I, I've never seen a, a oven set, a stove setting that was, below medium that i'd ever want to use i go the other way i enjoy to co- I, I listen i think cooking takes a lot of patience you need to really watch what you're doing uh if you actually want to cook something properly and so it tastes good that you know, lower heat let it cook a little bit longer um and that doesn't that's not for everything obviously it's like when i use the sous vide to cook steak tim i put it in the sous vide mm. it cooks all the way yeah. through and then we fire up we put, put on the cast iron pan on the stove, you put in some canola oil because it has a higher burning temperature so it doesn't smoke everywhere. And then you throw it on, then you sear it on each side at maximum heat for like yeah, 30 seconds each. This is Pat too rich with my sous vide and this oil and the cast iron and the... Anyway. You can buy I, a I cast don't... iron pan for like $15, man. And canola oil is actually cheaper than like extra virgin olive oil. Fair enough. Okay. That's the Pam that's expensive. That That stuff will get you in debt. <laughs> yes uh i'm trying to think now i've lost my train of thought about the frying what i was oh yeah I, I cooked some salmon the other night on the frying pan and it was excellent can you please tell us the recipe you used to make it and please walk us through step by step on how you cook this sure salmon? so i bought the big plank the, the relatively large fillet of salmon but fillet. it's obviously way way too big yeah fish fish are fillets okay. steaks are fillets yeah if, whatever reason i don't know why it is but that's just the way it is so you take the the, the large fill of the salmon and I, I cut it like you see in the restaurants, like into those strips, like those pretty thick, I don't know, a couple inch long, uh, wide. And then I don't know, six inch long strips. So I, I think I got four or five out of them and I heated up a frying pan with some oil. I dusted salt and pepper, lots of salt and pepper and lemon juice on the, the salmon. And then I just cooked it skin side down until I thought like halfway up the salmon looked like the, the cloudy pink color it ought to be. And I gave her a flip and then I let the rest of the salmon color get to the color on the side that it wasn't raw anymore, but it had the cook color. Then I let it rest for five minutes, added more salt and pepper and ate it. And it was delicious. Where does, and I was very proud of myself. Where does Pam come into this? Cause I feel like you sprayed all of the salmon with Pam. No, I spray the, the, the pan with Pam. 
Are you sure? Like you said, like to get a grease level for the so things don't stick. So you've evolved past just spraying everything with Pam and thinking that's you putting oil. Well, after you guys laughed at me, after I sprayed those steaks with Pam, after you explicitly told me to do that, and then you're like, ha, 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 I didn't tell you to do that. I didn't. Uh, I, again, I didn't tell you to do that. Again, you living your truth, hearing what you want to hear. Then with the asparagus, I like to spray the asparagus with Pam. Uh, that way, that like, it's sticky so that the salt and pepper and everything stick to it. You could just use cooking oil, man. Yeah, you could, but this is easier. It sprays. It's on. Uh, anyway, the salmon was delicious because I can cook. I mean, based on everything that you've said, it sounds like you cannot cook. Oh, really? That fish sounds bad, does it? It sounds like I did a bad job on that fish. The, the, fi- the fish sounds like the first thing you've ever properly made. Thank you. I'll accept that credit. That's not credit. It's sad at this point. I'll take that as credit. Okay, take what you need. What's tip number three for Cuss Christmas tips? Okay, tip number three. There aren't Boxing Day sales this year the way they usually are. The way the malls are not going to really be available or open. You're not going to be able to crash them, but I'll tell you where you can. The grocery stores, all the candy. No one's thinking this, but you, you're going to have the edge. All the chocolates, all the candies, all the things that we all like at Christmas, but we didn't buy a whole lot of because they were full price. You go there Boxing Day, they will be at deep, deep discounts. And people will be lined up to go to the grocery store on Boxing Day uh, for uh, you know a blowout sale the way, the way they are at, at a mall. Get there, get there early, and get those candies and, and things cheap because you know most people, and like they aren't just entertaining even their family. Uh, just on Christmas, there's things on Boxing Day. There's meals on Boxing Day. Uh, go on Boxing. This is the most plus EV move I can give you over the Christmas season in 2020. Go crash those grocery stores to get your candies on Boxing Day. You'll save a lot of money. How much candy and chocolate do you need? You know, well, it's not a question of need. It's Christmas time. Like in some ways, like calories don't even count. It's Christmas. It's, get- it's healthy if you bought it on the cheap. It's and- not healthy, but it's good. It makes people happy. At this time of year and in a year such as this, if you can bring happiness to the world, you should do it. I, I guess this is the part of the show where every year we have to remind Tim that Boxing Day is only a Canada thing. So that- this tip... Is that true? I think it's... No, it's true in Great Britain and Australia. Yeah, it's New like Zealand. UK, Australia, and Canada, I think, are the only countries that have a Boxing Day. So th- this tip is uh, not, not helping a lot of the people. And you are a man of the people, I've heard, Tim. Okay, but there are still stores in the U.S. that have big sales after Christmas. It's all the same thing. Call it what you want. Go get that candy. It's cheap and on sale. You know, like If you want that extra, you want that half-price box of pot of gold or Quality Street or After Eights or Turtles or whatever it is you hanker for, go get them. Quality Street is so bad. Yeah, I like them. But if you don't, then go get turtles, which I like too. I was or, gonna say, what's your what's your favorite Christmas chocolate, Tim? Ah, uh, it's probably the uh, the the chocolate covered cherry in the box of pot regular pot of gold uh, chocolates. Probably that that or the strawberry flavored Quality Street. Man, I feel like those are the two that get left behind. No, everyone leaves behind those hard, me- the hard caramel pennies in the Quality Street tin. Those are always the last to go. See, the I, flat. Uh, I, I don't think that you should be going. I mean, you can do whatever you want, but 
it seems to me like the candy, the chocolate, you, everyone always buys an excess amount of this stuff before Christmas because you do the majority of your entertaining either the few days before Christmas or the few days after Christmas, like you said, that all you're doing in the days after, whether it be the 26th or the 27th or the 28th, is trying to get rid of everything that you have in the house. You don't need to go and buy more because then, Tim, what are you going to do? Well, you're going to have it on January 3rd and January 7th. Some people just don't like to have all that stuff around. I mean, why even have it anymore? Well, but then if you're going to, well, you were not this year because it's 2020, but if, if this were another year and you were going to a friend's place on the 29th and you have an extra box of chocolates that you got cheaper to bring over with you as a gift or whatever, right? It just, it's a plus EV move. And plus, chocolates are great. So, like, I should only ever have them at Christmas time. So, if they're around, like, uh, again, the whole theory of the case in 2020 to me is indulge on these things this year because it's been such a rotten year. And things have been, you know, you can't see the people perhaps you want to see and do the things you want to do. But it's Christmas time and it's supposed to be a joyful time of year. So find the little pleasures that you can and uh, don't feel bad about it. See, I would so, say, Tim, I, I would, I, hold on, I would say it's the exact opposite of that. This is probably the year you shouldn't be indulging in everything because everyone's been indulging for the past seven months. I don't know. I don't think a Spartan attitude is the way to approach Christmas, particularly in this year. I mean, you could come up with an excuse to eat lavishly whenever you want. Really. Oh, I'm going to next year, too, because it'll be the first year we can all get back together yeah. again. After yeah, but then at, once 2022 comes around, then it'll be a matter of I mean, maybe pulling back the reins a little bit. You right. never you never pull back the reins, though. You're going to do exactly the same thing this year as you've done every other year. I like Christmas because I like the whole, like, indulging part of it like it's but a, you indulge but you indulge year round there are no limitations to this except for that except for those two weeks you did keto i would did it for like two months when was the, the last time you didn't eat something you wanted oh i don't know i'm exactly sure. I, you I, don't I, know it hasn't happened there are days where i think oh i'd like to have a double cheeseburger for mcdonald's and i don't get it <laughs> that, happens, instead? that happens several times a week but you go to McDonald's several times a week. No, no, no. I've been like four times in the last month. No one's buying that. We, we already went over your schedule earlier this month about going to McDonald's. Yeah, but I mean, like, I, I haven't gone in the last week or two. Oh, yeah. Day. Well, Gary, and as we found out from Tim, that if you go to McDonald's before noon, it doesn't really count as McDonald's. I, I, I did catch that revelation. Um, good, good to know. Very good to know. Um, if I go I through did, the drive-thru and just get a coffee, that's really not going to McDonald's. No, that wouldn't be. I mean, what that's I mean. fair, but when are you only getting a coffee? Sometimes. Like, if I'm on the road and I just want a coffee and that they were the dollar coffees for a while and it was cheap, uh, and, like, they're near other coffee places, why not just whip through the drive-thru and get a dollar coffee? But you said right. they've had this, like, two-for-five McMuffin deal that you just couldn't say no I think they no wound to. that down. I think they've went. Well, that is such a great deal. Uh, anyway, it's, it, it's a great deal. But Tim, I, I, I don't want to uh, put you on the spot. I, 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 I'm not quite sure your process of list making. So I'm not, I'm not sure if you can just whip one up for us. <laughs> um, but I've been kind of going back and, and taking notes on these prior Cusps Christmas episodes. And you've kind of got yourself a little collection of gifts that you would, I would say are sort of like emergency gifts for when, you know, yes. someone shows up that you don't think is going to come or if someone invites you over. Uh, and you need to bring something on the 29th, like you're saying. So in terms of the excess boxes of chocolate, scratchers, and Subway gift cards, what's the best gift to bring to someone on the 28th of December? Uh, it depends on the, I mean, this, I don't want to sound like a cop-out, but it depends on the circumstance. 
If I'm just going to see one person, a friend, I think Subway gift card's the way to go. If you're going to a event where like people are bringing dishes, then the box of chocolates is the way to go. Uh, so it, 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 it depends on the circumstance. They're all great gifts. I, I'd be fired up to get any of them myself, which again is why I bought them. Cause I'm like, I'd love that, man. That'd be great to get that gift. Okay. So I have McDonald's a, has I, this thing on right now where if you spend 25 bucks on a gift card, you get six free donuts, which means if you buy $50 of gift cards, you get 12 free donuts. McDonald's sells donuts. Yeah. In the morning they have, they've been doing that for years, bud. They have, they're not as big as the Tim Hortons donuts, but they're pretty good. Actually, I was talking about this with somebody the other day. Uh, they're good, but they're not as good as Tim Hortons donuts, but they're still pretty good. Uh, they're not something I'd go out of my way to get, but they had it on the sign the other day. It was like, buy a $25 gift card and get six free donuts. So I was like, you don't have to tell me twice. So once again, <laughs> you're just getting gifts to benefit yourself in a very selfish move. There are multiple Who the places. Who the fuck wants your $20 McDonald's gift card? You're doing really? With, you're dealing with adults. Really? You realize that. Get them a fucking nice bottle of wine or something. I think people would be fired up for no, McDonald's you, gift card. No, you would be fired up because you're addicted to McDonald's. No, I'm not I mean, addicted. As, as Tim knows, there, there have been times in my life where I could have used a $25 <laughs> McDonald's gift card. It would have saved hey, you some faith. But you've, right. paid, you've paid back that interest now. It's true. <laughs> my point is... And I've seen a lot of places do that this year. I've seen a lot of places offer things for gift cards. Like yeah, Subway sort of pioneered it. Because everyone's, uh, everyone's, everyone's going out of business. They need to get your cash flow in. Well, these big mega companies aren't going out of business. Uh, I they, don't know. Subway's continued to close down locations. Uh, Coca-Cola just laid off like 20% of its workforce. I don't know if it was, that was a layoff or a furlough, to be honest with you. It said laid off. Yeah. That's you, you, choose, you, you think that's fake news? I don't think it's fake news. I feel bad for those people. I hope when things pick up again that they'll be able to rehire them because, like, it's tough go because aluminum's been hard to find. That's what I understand. Like, there's an aluminum shortage. So, but why not a bottle of wine, a nice bottle of liquor, something like that? If I know the per- liquor and wine, you need to be careful with because that not everybody really wants that gift. Yeah, but they, you, they, uh, they. If, if you know that, the- that, that is not true because even if you don't drink wine, just get a nice bottle of red wine. You can give it because worst case scenario, they can just re-gift it. It gives them something that they can give someone else. Yeah, I mean, if you know that person would appreciate alcohol and doesn't have a problem with it, and uh, then that would be a fine gift. Are, are there a lot of people you know that have a real problem accepting? alcohol we would do like in our not that i know but not that i know but you can imagine there are people yes for whom yes you're right if you if you go to an alcoholics house who's in recovery don't get them alcohol sure tim thank you so i'm just saying it's, it's a sensitive gift i'm fine with it though uh it's a fine gift there's nothing wrong with it i mean 20 bucks on a bottle of wine i guess that i don't know what that gets you these days no, I, i'm not saying 20 bucks for a bottle of wine you spend a bit more than that i would hope so but uh, yeah, well, I don't want your shitty fucking McDonald's. I don't want. I don't want a gift card for something that's cheap. But I'd use it, and it you, would be you, so good. you use it because you have a problem. I don't have a problem. You're only buying McDonald's gift certificates so you can get free donuts from fucking McDonald's, and you might well, be they the, were free. you might be the only person on earth who knew that McDonald's sold donuts. Well, I no, no, I guarantee that that is not true. And secondly, because they're on the billboards. And secondly, they were up on the big like marquee at the McDonald's the last couple of days. Like, oh, buy twenty five dollar gift card, get six free donuts. I felt like 
Homer driving home, seeing the billboards, like putting on the brakes this year by her English muffins. I was like, yes, sir. I'm going to get me some donuts. I'm just imagining Tim at like some sort of Apple like event where Ronald McDonald is wearing like a black shirt, explaining all the new additions to the McDonald's corporation this year and tim just getting fired up when they announced mcdonuts it's like the tv upfronts every single year but but it's with ronald mcdonald paul you wanted to say something how many times has he went to go buy that uh buy these gift cards at mcdonald's and do those count against the four times you claim to have went to mcdonald's this month I don't count that as a McDonald's. Oh, trip, but no. you got donuts out of it, so but that's, that's not that's kind of disingenuous. No, <laughs> ah, but that's not McDonald's. <laughs> you're eating donuts from McDonald's. That counts. Okay, yeah. I mean, yes, you're right. Money is coming from me. I'm handing the cashier money to buy donuts. Okay, but that's not like going <laughs> to McDonald's, right? McDonald's, I, I, like you know that I'm right about this in a, in, a, in a sense, even though no, you're not sense. right about this. You're at McDonald's spending money and eating stuff that's from there, and you're like, oh, I've only been there four times this month. You've really but been there, a like, little, they're, but they're, you've actually been, donuts. but you've actually been there like fourteen times this month. They're little donuts. <laughs> they're like twice the size of a Timbit. Like they're small donuts. Do you like have they're a, two biters. Do you, do you have any more Christmas tips for the people? Uh, I did write here. Uh, my advice to people this year with the new year coming, something to get in the habit of doing is buy yourself a journal and start journaling starting New Year's Day. You will find it to be very cathartic. Uh, you will find it very um, like emotionally satisfying to spend 20 minutes at the end of each evening, dedicating 10 to 15 to 20 minutes each evening, writing down a few thoughts on the day, just getting them out, getting them on paper, I think it can be a very, very useful habit and discipline to get into. I, I, I like to do it, and uh, I would advise you to do it. I, I think you'll be happy to do it. Again, do you have no memory? Sure, but it's a tradition that stretches back a very, very long time in human history that people like to just therapeutically express themselves based on what they did. That Do you remember what you did on... March 2nd, 2013? I guarantee you don't. I do not. You're right. On that specific day. So, but also, why do I care? Well, I just, you might be interested. Like, Why, why would I oh, be get a snowfall? I wonder when the... Oh, because oh, it's snow. I, but let me see where I was. Let's see. Toronto weather, March <laughs> 2nd, 2013. Let's see if it snowed or not, Tim. There's a thing. like It's an entire database on the internet where you can look stuff up. Yeah, but it's not the weather for my house. Right. Um, Again, Tim, did you happen to journal the last time we did a, a Cust's Christmas episode? I mean, I'm sure I would have mentioned it. Uh, because if you had, uh, you'd realize that you gave this same tip last year. <laughs> did I? <laughs> well, see, some, of you, some people are better prepared. I did not like crib my, my... Well, I guess that shows you how much I think it's a good idea. I, I, I guess it does. Once again, I'm recommending it to the people. Uh, it, it's was, a good, it, it was cloudy and minus four on March 2nd, 2013. Sounds delightful. Oh, yeah, it sounds fucking fantastic. March. It would have been really strange if you would just happen to pick March 2nd, 2015, because I can tell you exactly what I was doing that day, because I met my girlfriend that day. Ooh. That is strange. You, you swiped right? Oh, yeah. Probably not on March 2nd, though. Probably like on February 27th. Well, oh I, I, there is something that I want Tim's take on, 
and, and Gary and you too, because it's something that I know that a lot of us struggle with. Not so much Tim, but I, I'm sure that you've experienced this now the past couple years. What do you buy for your spouse, long-term girlfriend? Like, wh- what can you get them for Christmas? Because I can't figure it out. Yeah, it's it's tough, especially this year. I just, I feel like... <sighs> everything seems so I don't want to say insignificant, but like usually I think we tend to give each other like experiences. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, like, uh, Hey, here's a night at a hotel or, uh, you know, fancy dinner or uh trip to Detroit or some other, you know, like trip just, to let's Detroit. go do something. Is the, is the yeah, experience, we, go- is the experience don't get shot? Yeah, you know, it's it's getting the heart rate going a little bit. But, uh, you know, like, we'll buy, like, comedy tickets to some place or concert tickets to some place and, and kind of make a whole day of it. But this year, it's it's obviously very tough to do that. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, slippers? A robe? Like, I'm, I'm just trying to think of, like, 2020 stuff. Yeah, I, I got my wife a speaker, a Bluetooth speaker, because she really All wanted right. one. Like, I was gonna get get her one of those stands. We have those, Tim. That's why I sent them to you. I use it every day. I'm glad that you like my practical gifts. It's the most, I'm using it right now. I have my list on my phone that I'm looking at on my little side table with it in my stand. I I will say this to kind of back up, like this isn't quite journaling, but for this specific case, um, one thing I do like to do is just throughout the year, if I'm shopping with my significant other, um, and and they happen to mention like, Oh, I like this thing or yeah, correct. We're at a store where they say like, Oh, I've always liked the stuff at this store, even if it's really practical stuff. And I know people don't often like to get practical Christmas gifts, but you know, my girlfriend had been complaining about how lumpy our pillows were for like a month. So I got her some pillows for like really nice pillows for Christmas. That's not going to be like the, the main gift. Cause that's how you get put out onto the street. But you know, just trying to sleep without pillows recently. You've been what? trying to sleep without no pillows. pillows. Trying to go pillow free. Why? I find like it sometimes it can crick my neck a little bit, and so I'm trying to stay perfectly flat and keep my my head laying just on the mattress. Now, when people think that you're a serial killer, this is going to be one of the reasons why. No, because like I'm a I'm a can only sleep on my back type of sleeper, and I find that when I'm laying there, my, my head is slightly elevated with most of the pillows. So if I could find an incredibly, incredibly flat pillow, I'd go with that. But I don't really have any like that. So I've been trying to sleep without a pillow recently. Why don't you just find a flat pillow? There, That's easier said than done, man. All the pillows these days are all about oh, how big. And I mean, Gary should know. Gary bought pillows recently. Tell me, Gary. Big, big, big pillow likes a fluffy pillow. It's true. Flat. They're really pushing these. Here we um, go. Uh, I just typed in buy flat pillow for neck pain. Here, you can have purple pillow. Uh, you can have the ghost pillow. I can have this delivered to your door right now if you want. I do like it. You spend all day watching Fox News, and I feel like the only ads <laughs> are my pillow. So. Do not watch Fox News oh, all day. Here's one. The 10 best pillows for neck pain and where to order them from. That does sound very smart. I've just been you trying know, to you, jury you know, rig these things on my own. Yeah, well, I mean, we've kind of realized that you're somewhat incompetent in a lot of this stuff. Very not handy. Almost 
deemed the nation's worst handyman, but not quite. Almost there. I was close. I was close. You were close. So maybe you shouldn't be trying to MacGyver your pillow situation here to fix your neck pain. Well, I don't Uh, know if I'm MacGyvering it. I'm just not using one. Well, no, you said you're trying to like get like really mess with your pillows and figure this out. What exactly are you doing to try to flatten your pillows? Are you like hitting them with a hammer? Like just like smacking them down a little bit, like putting things on top. You know what? This is stupid. Never mind. Like heavy books. I'll like put them on the pillow during the day to see this sounds stupid. It sounds stupid uh, to, to make them flatter. Cause like I used to have to sew and I did at one point, sew a tennis ball into my pajamas to prevent myself from sleeping on my back. Cause I thought it was causing me problems. Try to compel myself to lay on my side. I've since given that up. Cause I just, it's just, it's just a battle. I can't win, but I'm just, I find it's causing me neck pain. So two things. One, it never occurred to you to, google any of this no i just sort of think things through in my own mind i suppose and, like, and, and how is that working out neck pain well you know i'm getting along it's kind of it sounds like you're in serious pain here too i, I get, wouldn't say serious it's not serious pain. I, it's just I, annoying i know that you have like full benefits through your work why don't you go to the chiropractor i don't know how to even make an appointment what oh boy you're, you're, I don't know. You laughed at Garyan for not knowing how to use a stamp, but it turned out how many stamps that you put on something. You can't figure out how to make an appointment at a chiropractor. I could figure it out. If I sat down and looked, I could, but it's just not something I've done. I've just been trying to figure it out on my own. Like I'm too busy stacking encyclopedias on his pillows to figure out how to contact a chiropractor. <laughs> it's not severe. It's just, it's a little annoying when I wake up sometimes. My okay. neck can be a little Hold stiff. On. It, it's so, I think it's, and I think the pillows are the cause. It, it's a little annoying. You don't know what the cause is, and you've spent all of this time trying to flatten your pillows through different methods. How much time have you spent on this? Do you think, like total, like twenty hours? Oh, it's been it's been months that I've been working on this, mm-hmm. and you could have had this problem rectified with a you know, two minute phone call and a ten minute meeting, or like you said, just buy one of those flat pillows off the Amazon or whatever. I think we kind of skated over the I sewed a tennis ball into my pajamas. <laughs> He, well, he wants to prevent it. me from sleeping on my back. Yeah, because he when he sleeps and he like has uh, around. I mean, when we were in university, there was this guy and his name was the Sleep Watcher. Uh, I don't know if they ever caught him or not, but Tim wants to. I mean, Tim was already talking earlier about how you know he doesn't want the cashier to look at him funny if he orders like eggnog out of season. He doesn't want the Sleep Watcher to come into his room in the evening and think that he has you know real tiny balls. So he sews in this tennis ball into his pajamas to make it look like he has one real big nut. And that's uh, that's my theory on it. So that's ludicrous. But uh, anyway, yes, I somebody either I got that tip from somebody or I read about it online or something. I don't even remember where that I, it was not my original idea, but I cannot remember where I got it from. Said did like so a tennis ball. Watch into a, a your soccer pajamas. mom drive into her garage with that with a tennis ball hanging. <laughs> from the ceiling. Like, Eureka! No, so I did attempt that. And it like it did its purpose, but like I just I wasn't getting good sleep that way either. So this this brings up another question though. Do you wear the same pair of pajamas every night? No, I don't even wear the same pair of pajamas two nights in a row. So how many how many tennis balls did you sew into these pairs of pajamas? Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, no, I I did wear at that point I was wearing a t-shirt as well as the pajama top in order to continue to wear that tennis ball thing. That only lasted for a little while. But, you know, usually I wouldn't wear the T-shirt and the pajama top. Uh, but I did then because I wanted to keep. I, so I, I get your point. Don't you get hot at night? 
Well, I mean, I mean, if it's summer, you put a fan on or whatever. I'm not wearing big, like flannel pajamas in the summer, but in the winter, I, I I tend to. Why don't you just sleep naked like a man? I, I I'm sorry, I, I don't feel comfortable doing that. It's the move. You got to sleep naked. No, no, sorry, can't. Where would you enough? put the tennis ball? Well, that, that's a, oh, Gary. Just tape it to yourself. You're good to go. You might have to go like, like you taped your iPhone, like the time you taped your iPhone to your arm so you could run and your sweat ruined the iPhone. Yeah, but I got a new one out of it and I got an upgrade out of it. You, you did, but it was still, you, you taped it screen side down onto your arm. It was a bad idea. You are correct. <laughs> it's like, that's not a good idea. No, no, no. This work fine. I don't need one of those holders. Good well, idea. I didn't know. I didn't have a holder. That's why I had to tape it. I was looking for the holder. I couldn't find any. And I wanted to go running. And I can't run without music. I just can't do it. It's like people that run to podcasts. People tell me they listen to this podcast and they that go seems running. Crazy. I, I can't run to podcasts whatsoever. It just you know, I, I need something that gets me fired up when I'm going to be running. Because running sucks well, so maybe much. maybe some people listen to this podcast and get fired up like Garyan has for the last four months listening to the Wednesday show and screaming at the podcast. I mean, it's not, it's not untrue necessarily. <laughs> so like I've, well, well, Tim, I wanted your advice on what Gary and I should get our significant others. Well, I mean, Garyan's piece was actually the piece I was about to say, which is that through the year you should, if possible, keep a running tally in your mind of, little hints and tips that we were given like oh i like this thing or isn't that cool oh i was saying to physically write it down if you're going to spend the whole day journaling the weather these are the kinds of things you should be writing down or just make a note of it somewhere even if in your phone you just have a little notepad that just uh, like a little note that just says gift ideas and you just jot down briefly like bed bath and beyond or something because that's where you were or something like that that will spark your memory of what the thing i don't like that to me would be the approach if you haven't got that yeah well, I, is, I, I have uh, stuff like that, but it's like, here's a book that she wanted. I get her that book. That's it's like barely a Christmas gift. It is. You're right. I'm a traditionalist. I always think jewelry is nice. You yeah, can but, never go wrong with yeah, that. Yeah, but you can get into a lot, as I found out throughout the years, not so much. I, I, I burned all the bad experiences before I met my wife on stuff like this. Um, you really want to run it by the person you're getting the jewelry for because sure but you should you have a sense of what your wife does no 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 that is not true not true whatsoever you want to run it by them to get what they want because then you put them into the awkward situation that you picked out something fucking tacky that you probably spent a bunch of money on and they fucking hate then they feel obligated to wear so it's it's a christmas gift that you spent a lot of money on that they don't like and then feel shitty about wearing you don't want to do that well the the amazing thing is i've got good news for everybody is that People's, the diamond store, actually has this great promotion on where if you buy a $500 gift card, you get six free donuts. <laughs> so that's what you do. Game the system. <laughs> you imagine going to the jewelry store and get donuts. <laughs> <laughs> can i put those on layaway i'll come back for them later <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha!
don't eat that one. Those aren't sprinkles. <laughs> Those are diamonds. Gary, and you broke them. To my point is jewelry is a good gift if it is what they want. You don't want to go you don't want to go freestyling on some jewelry. Okay, but there are things as someone who used to work in jewelry, there are some things you can do though. Like for example, a lot of ladies have the same types of earrings that they like to wear, for example. Do they? That maybe they really like hoop earrings. You know that because they wear a lot of hoop earrings. Or maybe they really like stud earrings because they wear a lot of stud earrings. That's a hint for you to say, okay, it's clear to me that she does actually like this style of earring. And is she wearing gold? Is it white gold? Is it silver? What colors does she usually wear? That's also a hint. That's probably the color she likes. So if you kind of know the style and you kind of know the color, you can actually then in that sense, go ahead and purchase something in that milieu and you're very unlikely to step on a landmine. I, I think that you are. Like I said, I've bought uh, things that much in the same vein where, hey, this looks like something that they already have. It's a different variation of it. It's a color. Uh, it's silver. They like silver. It's gold. They like gold. That kind of thing. No. Just bring them in to a jewelry store and be like, hey, what pair of earrings do you like the best? You have them point at it be like, I'll take that one. That's the move with yeah. jewelry. I think in the well, long I've run, seen that's... people Christmas shop that way, by the way. Yeah, I've they, seen that happen. I mean, that's I just wasn't able to do that this year. No, of course not. Of course you weren't. But I think you're I think you're right in the sense of that some people might be afraid because there's that whole aspect of Christmas where it's like, oh, but it's the surprise. The surprise is half the gift. No, if you're going with something big like jewelry, just make sure you get it right. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, because because there's the obligation, like I said, that if you buy something that's very expensive and give it to someone, then they feel obligated to wear it, whether they like it or not. Yeah. What if you start with the stipulation of, listen, if this is not the style of thing you like, let's take it back. You are not hurting my feelings. Here's the receipt. We can do an exchange. Yeah. What if you premise it that way? Well, then I you're think not- you're you're already like it, it. It shows that you're not confident in it. It sets a bad tone. But it's no different than like if you buy if you buy an article like, of clothing. Oh, no, I love it. I love if you it. You buy like, an article of clothing. You say, listen, if it's not the right size, we can go exchange. Who are you, my grandma? Jewelry and clothes is really tough really tough road to go down especially like if you're gonna get jewelry you gotta get some custom jewelry come on tim you can't just bring that well no so there's there's non-custom stuff that's actually very very nice it depends what you're looking for Uh, i mean listen i like custom stuff too i think it's really sharp and it depends on your taste and your your sort of style but for some there are uh, there are some stuff that are like off the rack rings or or bracelets or uh, tennis bracelets or whatever they're actually really, really nice, and they've been through a lot of testing to get to that point. There's nothing wrong. Not is there nothing wrong with the purchasing those, but those are actually really nice pieces. It's again, it's it's just such a a tightrope you're walking on that kind of stuff. Like I you remember can get a watch. If she doesn't wear a watch very much, a very nice watch is a very nice. Yeah, watches. So I, many I would, styles of watches now too. And, and also, if someone doesn't wear a watch all the time, why the fuck would they want a watch? It would be a special thing to wear on special occasions, for example, when a person dresses up. Who needs a watch? Their, their nice I watch. have like four watches at home I haven't worn in 10 years because I have a fucking phone to tell the time. I know, but if you're wearing a suit, it's actually a very nice accessory. Sort of like, I mean, I wear watches when I'm wearing suits, for example. You told us the other day that you wear a pocket watch to work. Only in a vest where you're supposed to attach it to the buttons and then into the pocket. That's what those exist for. I don't always wear it. 
uh, but I do occasionally. And if I'm wearing a three-piece suit or whatever, I would wear it. Yeah, I got Tim, it as a Tim, gift here, from my brother. Here, here's a quick tip. You can keep the, listen, the gift is fine. You keep that at home. You shouldn't be wearing a, a vest or a pocket watch at a place that has fucking casual Fridays. Well, you, I like to wear it. And like, uh, it makes, I, I'm not a super casual person in that sense, I guess. But most of the time you wear like jeans and what, like a golf shirt? Yeah, or during the summer, just even T-shirts and basketball shorts or a sweater vest. To work? No, never to work. Oh, oh no, no, never to work. Uh, I, I dress like I'm basically going to play golf when I go to work most of the time. Uh, I usually wear slacks and a golf shirt or a button down and in the winter a pullover or a cardigan or a vest. All right, I have a question here for Tim. Uh, as viewers may recall, we used to run a segment called Dear Custy, and you can email in to the inbox. We haven't called this out in a while. DearCusty at gmail.com if you have a question for Tim to be answered on the show. And I have one right now. This is from Arkell. Dear Cust, should bidets be requirement in every bathroom in the Western world? Think about it this way. If you happen to get some excrement on your arm, would you take a piece uh. of to- would you take some piece of toilet paper and simply wipe your arm a few times, or would you wash it off with some soap and water? Let's do away with underwear skid marks. Do you agree? Uh. Thank you. Uh. Good God. I don't like thinking about this stuff. Uh no, no. Uh, I don't I don't know. I, I I'm hard to even formulate my expression here, so I will. I don't think I would ever want to have a bidet in my washroom. Like why? Okay, I, and I will the go the other way. That he described happened. That's why there's a sink in the bathroom, I suppose. Or or for heaven's sake, go have a shower. For God's sake, go have a shower. I like bidets. They give you a quick tickle on the whole. Feels kind of nice. Oh. No, I'm sorry. It's not. Uh, I, 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 I would. No, I'm. If if you've had a, a mistake of some sort, as he's describing, just jump in the shower, and clean yourself. I, no, I would that, have but to. That, that's not what he's saying. He's saying that when you take a shit, you wipe your ass with just a piece of toilet paper. When you could wash it off with water, by a bidet. <sighs> I mean. I suppose there's different horses for different courses, but I don't want to do that. This Sorry. Really, this is really makes you uncomfortable, huh? Yeah. Did you Bathroom think he was actually outlining a scenario where shit ended up on his arm? He was just saying you wouldn't just wipe that away with a piece of paper. You would hop in the shower. Like you I said. see, I see. I'm sorry. I miss, I, I guess I misconstrued what he was saying. Okay. And that's why he's saying he's pro bidet because you would actually wash off with, you wouldn't, if you got a piece of shit on your arm somehow, you wouldn't take a piece of toilet <sighs> paper. I don't like and go talking like this. about bathroom stuff. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Why? I just don't like it. It's just one of those things. I'm just, I'm a prude, okay? And, like, I don't talk oh, about... Oh, see, them. you say this all the time, but you're the same guy that goes and has a beat on an airport or an airplane bathroom. Like, come I on. Would ne- I wouldn't even step foot in an airplane bathroom unless it was an absolute emergency that I had to use the washroom because those places are just germy and gross. I would go near those places unless I... Like, the only... The last time I think I used an airplane bathroom was when I was on my flight 
from Vancouver to Hong Kong, and it was like a 12 and a half hour flight. So you could sneak. And I had to use the facilities. And you had to sneak a SIG in the bathroom? I wanted one real bad. Do you, do you think that, that they should have an airplane? Like, I always, I, I've never been on Emirates Airlines. I always gets rated, rated very highly. Like, you know, now that air travel has been somewhat diminished, they need to bump up the fees a little bit. Like, can't we have a smoking room on an airplane that's kind of like sectioned off? Or maybe a casino on an airplane that I can go like play a few hands of blackjack? room at the Hartsfield Atlanta airport that was well-maintained? That is oh. true. They had the they had the like security guard who kept. What's that? Like that plane and money plane? Yeah, with a casino on it. Exactly. Oh. But no, Pat and I went to the Atlanta airport uh, ten years or more, or more ago, and we went to the Sig room, and like it got so smoky in there that the security guard kept opening the door, <laughs> letting all the, the smoke out. <laughs> let the smoke because it got too smoky in there. Let the smoke into the regular part of the airport <laughs> to get rid of some of the smoke. Was there was there only one smoking room in the Atlanta airport? It was like, a huge like a airport. People there. It, it, it was in know. the terminal that we were in, like the section okay. that we were in. I like the ones in Vegas. They have the smoking rooms. They also have slot machines in them. That's the way that you really want to go. Well, I mean, just at the at the tables. I mean, the smoke just gets sucked up by the by the fans when you're at the table. No, I'm talking about in the air in McCarran Airport. Oh, see, I've never been in the McCarran Airport smoking rooms. I have to say, they're, they're just in the middle of the terminal, like they're, they're like every. I, I mean, I saw the slot machines. I've seen the machines. Yeah, there. if you have the slot machine, like, and they're in the encasing, that's where you go smoke. Oh, okay, fair enough. I, that hadn't occurred to me. It's like because I don't remember seeing them. Well, it was like when we went to, I think it was called the Detroit 500 in the Detroit <laughs> Airport. You could just smoke in there. There was no like barriers up. It was just like being in the middle of the airport. We sure could. We were watching a hurricane. No touchdown. tornado. Tornado. A tornado. T- Touchdown in Memphis when we were flying into Nashville, thinking, "Well, that's good. It can't ha- you can't have two tornadoes that close to each other uh, in the same state. We-, we should be fine." No, it was one plane had already gone down because of the oh, tornado. That's what it was. No one that's had di- no one died in the plane going down. Like it couldn't happen twice. Yeah, it was like a hard landing or something. God, yeah, I forgot about that. But yeah, it was just a just a bar. It was a, like a NASCAR theme bar. Memory serves or a racing bar. Yeah, in that, Detroit. Uh, I think it was called the Detroit yeah. Five Hundred. I think that was. The I name guess. Of the I bar. guess Michigan Speedway is kind of a big deal. Yeah, it is, and it's and it is Motor City after all. I forgot your so, like secret NASCAR fan, Gary, and I always forget that. I used to watch NASCAR when I was younger, but I haven't watched it at all in the last ten years. Probably it, it's been about fifteen years since I probably watched. When it. When they switched from the full points all year to decide the champion to this stupid playoff format, I was like, I'm done. I'm out. I can't watch this anymore. That so, that was the last straw. I just thought it, it became. I watched it the first season. They had this new playoff system. And the person who won it, I believe, wouldn't have won it under the regular system where there's all races counted the same. I was like, this is hokey. I'm done with this. I, I'm just done. And I checked out. Because that's a commitment to watch like 40 races in a season. You don't think all races count the same? They didn't. They don't count anymore. Because certain people make the play. All right. I see what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> you really walked into that one. Anyway, the Winston Cup was great. Uh, because it was, you know, every it was race named after a SIG company. It was, and it was every, every, uh, every event was worth the same. And then they decided that, that some were worth more than others. And it was weighted weird. And I didn't care for it. So, so you're out on bidets as well. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I shouldn't be prejudicial because I don't, I've never used one and I don't think I've ever even seen one in the wild. Uh, but at first blush, if I were building my own house, I wouldn't build my my wash one of my several washrooms with a bidet. Well, that is actually when I, I'm in the process of moving right now and looking for a house. And that's one of the main things that we need to have on it is a bidet. 
well, that's going to be. And you very- have to use it. <laughs> I don't. Well, I'll just tell you I did. When no, I no, no, no. I'll have it controlled like remotely, and then when you're using the can, I'm just going to press the bidet button. It's going to go. This is getting weird. I just think you should try it out. <sighs> you might I, I just enjoy remember it. that scene from Crocodile Dundee where he's like, he didn't know what it was for. <laughs> he discovered, oh, I think it's for your backside. Well, now you know what it's for, so you can use it properly. I. I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. All right. Do we have anything else for a very custy Christmas? Do we want to go out on hold tickles? <laughs> I don't want to go out on that, but th- those are my tips for the people. Uh, I wanted to know why in this world where everybody's baking bread in the middle of quarantine, why nobody's baking fruitcake. That seems strange to me at Christmas oh, time. Everyone should be baking that because fruitcake is horrible. It's delicious and awesome and the official flavor of Christmas. Then you should have some. The, I like the darker ones, not the lighter ones. I, when it comes to fruitcakes, I like the heavy icing on top when possible. Would you so make I, your icing out of eggnog? <laughs> you know, that'd be great. That'd be a great icing. Uh, anyway, just we seem like there was a renaissance of people baking bread. I, I didn't bake bread. That's not my penchant. But for people who do do that and like that, then like why are they not baking fruitcakes for christmas because no one it likes fruitcakes like natural- then you would have to because no one wants to get, you bake the bread for people presumably and then you can have some of the bread then someone else can have some of the bread you can give it away as a gift imagine getting a fruitcake as a gift i'd be hyped yeah you because we, we've already kind of gone through that you have terrible taste in everything so fruitcake would actually these are all very traditional christmas things and i like yeah them. we don't live tim, tim we don't live a hundred years ago no, but some of the traditions are worth carrying on. Not, Tim, not, not the bad is, ones. Would you say fruitcake is lit AF? I would, actually. Interesting. I think it's lit. There we go. All right. I think that will do it for a very custy Christmas. What do you think, Gary? Yeah, it's probably a good time to wrap up. I, I think I learned a lot. Uh, four things in particular, four tips that I will use uh, for all my holiday outings going forward. So thank you, Tim. Well, I, I live to please. Now, the last thing I wanted to put together was that I w- wanted to finally give the definitive rankings of the 12 days of Christmas that I've been working on. Well, that, that is all own. of the time that we oh, have. come on. All right, all right. You know what? Let's hear the 12 days of Christmas. Okay. It doesn't matter what the 12 ah. days of Christmas are. So sorry, pal. That, friends, was Cuss Corner. Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States. But it's Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. Cuss Corner, <laughs> Well, I mean, that's not what people are calling it. But people are all on the top cat train these days. You can't stop it anymore. More people call Jeff top dog than call you top cat. That's not true. It is true. It's that's what people are saying. Yeah, I just get tweets. Frequently, I get tweets from people just say, hey, TC, that's great, or good luck, TC. People congratulating me on the Jets win uh, in week 15 because they knew how hyped I was for it. Uh, congrats, TC, stuff like that. Like, I, it, it, It's a thing now. I know you don't like it. I know you wish it weren't a thing. You've been trying to prevent it, but it's the, the horse has gotten out of the barn, and you just have to live with it. The only people that I see calling you TC or Top Cat are people that are mocking you that you choose. No, that's not true. That was true. That's not true. Oh, anymore. so it was true now. You said then it well, wasn't true. I didn't true. think it was true, but it, I, I came to realize these people were, were pulling my leg. But 
now there are people who are genuinely saying things that are nice and, and appending TC. Even our friend P. Shag behind the camera does it sometimes. Yeah, I think he does that ironically. I don't think so. Not every time. TC for me stands for the cust. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Tim. Merry Christmas, Paul. Uh... All right. All right. Merry Christmas to all of you out there watching right now. Happy holidays. Please smash the like button. And thank you for choosing to spend part of Christmas Day, probably not Christmas Day, sometime after when you're trying to get the fuck away from your family, which I actually don't have to do this year. It's one of the best parts about Christmas. And I have to like escape to some weird room in my grandparents' house. I don't have to deal with anyone. And I know that some of you out there know what I'm talking about. Not Tim necessarily, but most of you out there know what I'm talking about. But thank you all for watching. Please subscribe to Mayo Media Network. You can download all of the old Cuss Corners on the very exclusive Cuss Corner feed up on Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify right now or wherever you download podcasts. You need a laugh? You can go over there. You can find the audio podcast for all of the Cuss Corners. Thank you all for watching. We'll see you next time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.